Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like just because you don't know the meaning of things doesn't mean people should treat you like an idiom. <laughs> Hi, America. Oh, no. wow. Hello, world. No. My name is Adrian <laughs> Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... <laughs> the panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and ethervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather saw a recipe for guilt-free pizza this week, then realised you should only ever feel guilty after eating a pizza if you killed the delivery boy. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I resemble that remark. Of course you do. I also wish to introduce the man and crazy, Michelle Corey. Michelle was raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle joined a pirate dating app this week. <laughs> Called Shiver Me Tinders. Uh, Where'd you get that booty? <laughs> Would that be R-rated? Oh, no. She was hoping to meet a guy called Long John Silver. Mm. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. 97 is a beer-swilling cutthroat blackguard that loves a meat feast and splicing his main brace. 97 is the highest two-digit number where the sum of its digits is a square. 
There's three types of people in this world. Those that are good at maths and those that aren't. The police code 1097 (laughs) means arrived on the scene. When I was married, my ex was driving the car late one night and I was in the passenger seat. We got pulled over by a police officer who leaned on the window, chewing gum, of course, and said to her, I pulled you over for speeding and for not wearing your seatbelt. My ex said, I was wearing a seatbelt. I took it off when you walked up to the car. The police officer looked at me and said, is that right, sir? And I replied, it was not a good idea to argue with her when she was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I love this show. Have I mentioned that? I love this show. The wreck of old 97 was an American rail disaster in 1903 in Virginia, where a speeding train careered off of a bridge in an attempt to deliver the mail on time. Mm. I looked into this. I then discovered there were some very strange laws surrounding rail travel in America. So many strange and bizarre laws that I thought straight off the bat, early doors, there could be some points won and lost. Mm. So here's a quiz. Five questions on rail travel in America. In West Virginia, it is illegal to do what on a train? Nearest one wins. Miss Morris. Sleep. Michelle, what are we going with here? It's illegal to do what on a train in West Virginia? Spit. Spit. Nathan, do you want to chip in with anything back there? Urinate. Urinate. Miss Morris, you're off to a flying start. You are not allowed to sleep. It is illegal. Really? To sleep on a train in West Virginia. In Rhode Island, it is illegal to throw what kind of juice on a carriage? What kind of juice do you need to keep under control? Shouldn't be splashing all over the place. Grape. Grape juice. No grape juice in Rhode Island. You'll get sent to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Clam. You're going to go clam juice, are you? Very interesting. Very unique is the clam juice. How many clams do you have to squeeze to get a pint? Any idea? (laughs) No idea. Disgusting. Nathan, what kind of juice do you need to keep under control in Rhode Island? Orange. It is pickle juice. Oh. Really? I have no idea why. They must have had... Do you not remember the great... Rhode Island pickle juice incident of 1907. <laughs> <laughs> I drink pickle juice. Yes. While we're on the subject, I'm on a low-carb diet at the moment. Yes. I thought I'd lose a, lose a few pounds. You know, New Year's resolutions, I won't eat any carbs. No potatoes, no rice, no bread, no pasta for me. I thought to substitute potatoes, I would eat a lot of cauliflower. I went to two grocery stores in the last couple of days. There is so much flooding and rainwater in California... We're now entering the great cauliflower shortage of 2017. (laughs) How ironic would that be? Now, putting this on the track is punishable by death in Alabama. A penny. You're putting a penny on the track, punishable by death. Why not? In Alabama. Michelle. Your wife. Wow. That's a good answer. I like that. Tied to the tracks in an old silent movie by a big blackguard with black eyes and a stovepipe hat. Twisting and twirling his Max moustache, no doubt. Nathan, what are we going with here? Michelle you... took mine. Oh, no. What I'm about... going to say your wife. We'll go with husband. Yeah. Then. <laughs> your husband. <laughs> it is, in fact, salt. You will be punished by death in Alabama if you put salt on the tracks. I don't know if this has anything to do with voodoo, witchcraft, or just the fact that it will eventually erode the line. Huh. I have absolutely no idea, but that's hmm. where we are. That's what it says. It is illegal in Indiana to travel on a train if you have eaten what? 
If you've eaten, eaten cabbage. Cabbage. Does that affect you badly? Does the cabbage? No, but people I know it does. There you go. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I've got your grandmother coming through. That'll be $10. Michelle, what is it illegal to eat or have eaten on a train? You're not allowed to have this before you've even got on the train. Beans. Beans. Nathan, do you want to step in here? A hot dog Chicago style. No hot dog Chicago style. It is, in fact, garlic. You are not allowed to eat garlic before or on a train in Indiana. That includes movie houses and theatres as well. So if you're a vampire... Uh, Yeah, go to Indiana. I was going to say, if you're a vampire living in Indiana, but of course vampires aren't living, are they? But if you reside in Indiana, then it's free reign, apparently. Dwell. You dwell. Dwell. You can go to any theatre, any cinema... Any train, and there would be no fear of garlic anywhere there for you. Final one of the round. In Washington, you can get six months jail term for having this on a moving train on your lap. What are you not allowed to have on your lap in Washington? Six months in jail for breaking this particular law. A poodle. You're not allowed to have a poodle on your lap. Why not? Why not? Anything goes. This is the round. We're in the show more questions than answers. A baby. A wee baby are. Oh no, get in my belly. <laughs> Nathan, what are you not allowed to have on your lap? Your wife. You've won the points. It is what? in fact a woman. You're not allowed to have a woman <laughs> on your lap. It does actually state that if a pillow is between you and said woman, that's perfectly okay. So you need to have a pillow between you. Like a bit of mortar, I'm guessing, between the brickwork there. Wow. By the way, in Wisconsin, it's illegal to kiss a woman on a train. Uh. In Victorian Britain, when you used to have steam trains going through tunnels and it would be plunged into darkness, it was becoming the convention that men would suddenly plight their troth and they would go for a kiss on said woman. Ooh. You know what the Victorians are like. So it's going through a train, train whistle, pitch black, man jumps on woman, out the other end of the tunnel... All her hairs all over the place. Her bra's on the outside of her chemise. Corset. Corset's on back to front. Man looks rather uh, red, moustache all over the place. What women would do, and this is the God's honest truth, is they would sew. They would sit there sewing. And whenever they went through the tunnel, they would put the pin in their mouth. And that would stop any man from making unwanted advances on the train. Casey Jones would be proud at the end of that round. Interesting. Heather scored one for the pickle juice it wasn't the pickle juice was it no it was sleeping 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 and nathan scored one for saying that his wife was not allowed to sit on his lap on the train now each week we like to read out the mailbag we love hearing your comments we love seeing all of your messages especially on facebook bob Mm. bob from the bahamas cool i know right bob from the bahamas posted i just love your show I look forward to being entertained by your amazing show. I love you guys. Thanks, Bob. Bob. Who would rather be in Bahamas right now than Minnesota? Me. Road trip. A complete show of hands there. Martin Dust Devil said, (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember I said last week, if you can write in and explain to me why you deserve points, they will be given? Yes. Yeah, we've had quite a few entries in that area. (laughs) Martin Dust Devil said, do I have to spell out why I deserve some points? Mr. (laughs) Mr. Dust Devils, (laughs) is the macabre love child freshly hatched from the very island of Dr. Moreau that shows nature in the raw? So 10 points for Martin there. 
Kevin in Minnesota says, can I have just enough points to beat Heather? What? (laughs) I didn't see that. One one or two should be enough. (laughs) Minus four. There you go, which means that Kevin's on minus three. Michelle in New York says she she loves her two points and she loves the show. It gets better every week jill in iowa posted the show is the highlight of my week woo two points she's given herself two points there wendy in england said thank you for adding me you guys look exactly like i imagined except i thought adrian might be bald (laughs) (laughs) might be wow wow Minus two points for Wendy in England. <laughs> that is a good toupee, though, Adrian. I got to admit. It's one of my best, isn't it? You mm-hmm. can't see the join. Martin in New York said he got way too many points last week, so now he deserves minus two. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Martin. Finally, Chris in California has written, I believe I deserve points because only I recognize that without you, Adrian, there would be no show. Only through your leadership, charm, wit, suave voice, and dare I say, dashing good looks, this would not be the best paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. I need some aspirin, please. Amen, brother. Do you know why this is the best paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world? Because we're on it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Minus a <laughs> Because this is the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. Now, last week, we said we would do some predictions. Okay. We're a couple of weeks late, but we're reading a story about a psychic that had given predictions for 2017. Oh, the asparagus mm-hmm. one, huh? And they were so generic that yeah. we said oh. anyone could come up with these. It yeah. said the royal family would have a scandal. It talked about such generic... A Hollywood couple would split up. Yeah. God mm-hmm. forbid. I mean, that never happens, does it? No. So we decided we would write a couple of predictions. Here we are in the second week, third week of January. And uh, we will see by the end of 2017 whether our predictions would come true or not. Who is psychic in this studio Okay, is where we're going. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to let Michelle take the lead. We're just going to whisk through this quickly. We can make some predictions. When they happen throughout the course of this year, there will be points available for those individuals that get them right when that happens. A hefty 10 points, I think, for every prediction coming true is where we are. Okay. Michelle, what have you got for me? Read them out for me. Let's have a listen. Okay. My first one is that there's going to be a huge prison riot in the United States. There we go. Okay. Some prison. of my boyfriends might be involved. Excellent. <laughs> Fighting over some underwear that you've sent them. That's right. Yep. Shanking. Shanking 101. Boy, shanky. Nice. Hi, Adam. <laughs> Good times. There will be a discovery of another Da Vinci painting. That's very interesting because not many paintings exist from the Renaissance period. You think there's an endless supply of artwork. The early Italian Renaissance artist Masaccio in about 1420, there's only seven pieces of work that exist Mm -hmm. left that he painted, which is remarkable. So that, that would be an interesting find. I'd be, as an art historian, I would like to see that happen for sure. 
There'll be a major archaeological discovery either in China or Egypt. Spreading your bets about there, yeah, a little you? bit like That's a like... wall, <laughs> <laughs> a new one. <laughs> like, we never saw like it a before. Tomb or how did you miss that? <laughs> yeah, <Bonk>. <laughs> nice. Um, someone will correctly interpret the rune stone in Alexandria. I I love the rune stone. Yes, and I don't think that it has been interpreted correctly. It hasn't even really been studied. There's been a couple of books written on it. Yeah. Scott Waltz has written a book about the uh, rune stones up there in Alexandria. I've I seen them. I've book. been up there. Mm -hmm. But you're right. That is a very unusual artifact. If people wish to go online and read about that, that's the Alexandria rune stone. Mm -hmm. Very interesting artifact there. And last but not least, the Minnesota Wild will finally win a Stanley Cup. Wow, you've been you're smoking. Reaching, you? wow, wow. wow, you're not looking to get any points here, are you? Wow. No. There we go. Heather, what have you got? Have you got just a couple there for me? I've only got three. Yes, but they're good ones. Mm. They're good ones. Okay. I say that Betty White will make it again for another year. I like it. And I love her, mm -hmm. so that's good. Fingers crossed for Betty. Mm -hmm. Yep, here we, we go, We don't want you winning any points there. And a big boat will have a major accident and or sink. Like, like the Titanic. Cruise, yes, like a cruise liner. The Lusitania, something like that. Something. HMS Hood. Yes. Okay. They're we'll, a big boat, big, we'll huge boat, big an, accident. Nice. I'm on a boat. It's all a bit yeah. doom and gloom for you, isn't it? It's deaths and <laughs> maiming and tragedies. But I have good news for okay. the last one. Ooh. I predict I will win at least 10 times this year. <laughs> <laughs> I like the oh, way Heather. <laughs> I love the way two of you have left on an upbeat note there. That's almost the same as her wild prediction, isn't it? It's a wild prediction is what it is. This is a very apolitical show. We're not going to touch anything political, of course. We want to escape from that and have mm -hmm, fun. That's right. Yep. And jivality. I cannot see Donald Trump's administration lasting to the end of 2017. I think he'll be bored. I don't think anything political is going to happen. I just think he'll get bored. Who will be fed up being told where to be and who to meet and who to shake hands with. So that's where we're going with that. I'm very similar here to Michelle in that I think an artifact's going to be found in South America that's going to prove that UFOs do exist. And on the same idea, I think something's going to be found in the Midwest here that will prove once and for all that Vikings or at least medieval society in Europe came to the Americas. Mm -hmm. I want a farmer to pull a two-handed broadsword out of a field. Belong to a Viking. That's but what they I have. want to see happen. You're going to put that out there. Where is such a broadsword? Well, oh, not a broadsword, but axe. They have found buttons. If axe you go again, and... they have found shoes and buttons and yeah. artifacts. But I want, I want, you know, a big two-handed broadsword or a helmet or something hmm. along those lines. That would be awesome. You've been watching way too much Oak Island. I have. <laughs> I will get onto that in a second. That Just is on saying. my that is on my to do list. Is Oak Island in this episode? I think a live mammoth is going to be found in Russia in Siberia. I think we'll actually find <laughs> a <Manny>? live woolly <laughs> mammoth. I would love that. <laughs> something that we can uh, think about for February. So not too far away. I know nothing about football. But just to cheer up all of the people in Minnesota, I'm going to say Green Bay is going to win the Super Bowl this year. So we'll only have three or four weeks to wait. But I think I'm going to plump with that. I know there's only four teams left and I've got a one in four chance. And what I know about football, I could write on the back of a stamp. So this isn't based on form. 
formations, players, tactics, technique, because I know nothing. Mind you, New England's got the word England, isn't it? That's why I'm going, yeah, yeah perhaps New England might be the way to go. No, stick with the first one. Yes. If you change, oh, no. that's always dangerous, yes. isn't it? So we're going to learn from that. Oak Island, we said on last week's episode yes. that live on Tuesday night, we would be on Facebook, we would chat with people, and every time the narrator asked a question uh-huh. in a sentence, uh-huh. we would take a shot. Oh. Yes. That was bad news for you two, wasn't it? Because I think we counted 19 by the end of the show. Was it? No, 15. 15. I think 15. Yeah, something like that. There think, was a couple of doubles in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was doubles, wasn't there? So every time the narrator said, does this mean that mysterious <laughs> symbols were placed in the money pit by the Knights Templar? Everyone took a drink. And who is this statue? (laughs) Could it be that the coconut fibers found at the swamp could have originated from the Caribbean? Everyone took a swig. (laughs) There was 40 people getting lashed on Facebook. Why doesn't Rick's beard match his hair? Is Rick and Marty's last name really lasagna? (laughs) There was a lot of people drunk. It It was was so much fun. We need to do this again. Wasn't one of the suggestions from one of the listeners, you should have a call-in show? Yes. Uh (laughs) Yes. That's dangerous. This is another reason why we don't have cameras in the studio. My favorite one was, for a remote island, everybody's been there. It was like Columbus, the Knights Templar. Spanish conquistadors, the British British Army. Pirates. Captain Kidd. Everyone's had a nibble, haven't they, and been Mm -hmm. on it? Unbelievable. As always, if you wish to look at any of our stories, read our comments, join the fun and frivolity and the social site. That is our Facebook. You can join us on more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. All of our shows are archived over the last four years. You can find us on SoundCloud.com if you search for MQTA Radio. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher and tune in so you've no excuse for not finding our shows you can listen to them back to back in the car in the gym walking the dog or whilst you're at work and remember there's an extra 20 to 25 minutes on there that we can't do on air at the end of the show in a round called not for your mother that is laden with innuendo the stories from around the world that we can't read out for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. And if you could write us a nice review or put a little tick or a smiley face on any of those sites, we would be very grateful. We also have a Twitter account if you go to Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. That's T-I-P-S. You can join us on there. We currently have 90,000 followers on there. Remember, we are on at 8 o'clock Central Time on Dark Matter Digital Network.com every Friday night. And if you're listening to us now live then you can share that link for us on your social media sites as well and that's where you will find us first i've got some good news had some good news this week i asked the historical society in redwood county we've done lots of investigations in the middle of minnesota if they would like to host an exhibition on the history of paranormal investigating Uh through the years dating back to the royal society of paranormal research in the 1880s in London, all the equipment, all of the different psychic techniques and methods, the history of the paranormal. I have a big collection of Mm artefacts. They agreed yesterday. They had a board meeting and said they would like for me to put together an exhibition in their exhibition space in the museum in Redwood Falls, Redwood County. The first ever, to the best of my knowledge, museum exhibition on the history 
of paranormal investigating. Chris in California is five points. I'm yet to score. Michelle is yet to score. Heather's on minus two. Nathan's got one. Wendy's on minus two. Martin's on ten. Kevin has got one more point than Heather, who's on minus one. <laughs> Jill is on two, and Martin in New York has minus two. This is the first round that is ghosts and hauntings. US author and filmmaker William Peter Blatty, best known for writing The Exorcist, has died at the age of 89. William Freakin, who directed the film adaptation of Blatty's novel, broke the news of his death on Twitter. William Peter Blatty, dear friend and brother who created The Exorcist, passed away his road. The Exorcist was published as a novel in 1971, with the hugely successful big screen adaptation also written by Blatty following two years later. Despite a troubled production and a muted launch, the film went on to become one of the highest gross scene in history and is considered by critics to be a classic horror movie. Blatty's widow, Julie Blatty, told the Associated Press that the writer died on Thursday at a hospital in Bethesda, Maryland. The cause of death was multiple myeloma, a form of blood cancer, she said. Horror writer Stephen King tweeted, Rest in peace, William Peter Blatty, who wrote the great horror novel of our time, So Long, Old Bill. Now, just down the road from us in Jackson County, uh-huh. Jackson, Minnesota, not too far away. I'm putting the exhibition together. I'm going to include the ghosts and hauntings and the history of the macabre and supernatural in Minnesota as well and the Midwest to coincide with my book, Mysterious Midwest, Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales from the Dead. A gentleman called Father O'Hallorahan came from Jackson back in the 1940s. Uh-huh. And... He was the priest that actually assisted. He was the Jesuit priest that assisted in the exorcism in 1949 that William Blatty then went on to write about. If you remember the film, if you remember the film from 74, Father Damien Carras was the role that was given. That was the uh, part given to the guy that assisted. Do you remember Mm -hmm. he was having issues with his faith and he was beginning to lose his faith in the film? Well, that particular gentleman came from Jackson in Minnesota. Wow. And uh, that was played by the actor Jason Miller, if my memory serves me right. So it all comes back round. There's a lot of strange and bizarre things going on in the Midwest here of America. You wouldn't believe that to be true, would you? No. But so long, William Blatty, a fabulous author, and he will be greatly missed. I will give myself two points for being informative and interesting. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Well, I have a creature or an apparition photographed in a garden at night. A Reddit user has uploaded an image of what appears to be a strange figure running through a garden. The photograph is one of two images that were taken by a light-sensitive camera approximately two seconds apart. The earlier of the two pictures, however, didn't show anything unusual. Nobody who was present saw anything in the garden at the time. The anomaly only showed up on the image afterwards. According to the uploader, the photograph was taken by an elderly couple who had no knowledge of Photoshop or other image manipulation techniques, so they say. Yes, my parents are that old and they can't even turn the television over on their own. I know, they're still waiting for you to come (laughs) home and turn the channel for them. I've not been home for six or seven years. (laughs) I land at Heathrow Airport 
jump on the train, <laughs> roll up at my parents' front door, let myself in, and they're both sat there watching the telly, going, thank God you're overrived. Can you turn it over to BBC One? <laughs> and make a cup of tea while you're up. That's right. Intriguingly, the creature even appears to have a shadow. So if it really wasn't added to the image afterwards, then there must have actually been something physically present there at the time. Now, you can't necessarily say that because if you do know about Photoshop, you can throw a shadow on stuff. Yes, so. you can. There Is you this go. picture available to see? Will you post it for us? Uh, maybe, and it's bunk. It's bunk. <gasps> Way. Everyone around the world embracing the Snort Bunk and Bell drinking game can now take a shot or a sip of their alcoholic beverage. What does this entity look like? Are you going to show it? What is it? It looks, looks like a little elf gnome thingy. It's a gnome. Ghost. Mm. Kind of see through. Ghost gnome. Thingy. Mm. Imp. Yes. Imp. Yes. Not kinda. a gimp. An imp. <laughs> yes. How many gimps are running around? Well, maybe. It's possible, I guess. <laughs> running. <laughs> there you go. A chilling mystery white figure seen standing in the same Victorian theatre where actress died on stage from a heart attack. Eva Grey collapsed backstage after singing Goodbye Little Girl to crowds in 1904 at the Biddeford City Theatre in Maine, USA. A picture now appears to show an unexplained white figure inside a Victorian theatre, rumoured to be haunted by the actress. In the picture, a mystery shape appears looming over the stage, where the woman suffered a fatal heart attack. And in another video, a white orb appears to float across the theatre in front of the terrified explorers. The clip appears to show a floating white orb zooming across the stage and off camera. It was taken by a group of keen ghost hunters who wanted to catch the legend on film for the very first time. The spirit supposedly stalks the building where she died aged 33, following her third encore for audiences on Halloween. Infrared images taken at the theatre last month show a ghostly white figure in an evening dress standing on the stairs appearing to walk out of the building. Others show a creepy apparition looking out over the stage from the upper tier, while a video shows a mysterious white figure floating across the screen. Caroline Bazoian, 51, who took the photos, believe it is the spirit of Eva Grey, who died while her own three-year-old daughter was in the audience. Mm. She said this is the very first time in four years of paranormal research we have ever captured a full-bodied apparition. Her three-year-old daughter was in the audience. Yeah. The woman was 33 years old. It was her third encore, and it was during uh -huh. a Halloween performance. Yeah. This sounds like folklore and legend to me. I can't believe this to be true, I might add. I didn't really believe it at first, but when you look at the images, you can tell that there's something there. Her footage also shows a second figure standing on the balcony appearing to look down over the stage. She added, I'm not one of those sensitives or psychics on the team. I'm all about the equipment and I need to be able to see something or hear something on our devices. I painstakingly go through the footage and I'm still not done with this investigation. She added, skeptics will think what they want, but this is the most convincing evidence we have yet. We've investigated a lot of theatres, haven't we? Yes. We've been to the Wheating Theatre in Toledo in Iowa. Yes. The Mounds Theatre in Eastside St. Paul. The State Theatre in Wyndham, the oldest theatre in the whole of Minnesota that's still showing films, 1914, yes. I believe that was built. Redwood Falls mm -hmm. Theatre, 
was another one. Dusty environments, lots of orbs, lots of dust, lots of seating, plush red velvet seating that gathers dust. That picture is bunk. It's bunk. Take another <gasps> drink, everyone around the world. It really is. It, I mean, it is. If the you other go, one was bunk too. This go into bunk. a theater, slap one of the sofas, one or of the seats. Or your friend, whatever. Friend. <laughs> Whoever. Have Slap a drink. It. Be aggressive. <laughs> Take a photograph and look at all the spirits you've set free. Interesting, though, that in theatres, 95% of the time, they're empty and no one's there. The theatre is only occupied on a Friday, Saturday night or when they're rehearsing a play. All of the theatres I just mentioned aren't open during the course of the week so in modern 21st century society if you're a ghost and spirit and in a house of modernity you have xbox playstation teenagers playing loud music people playing the guitar washing machines dishwashers televisions vacuum cleaners they're very noisy environments uh -huh. it would be a great place to hang out it'd be the hub of the ghostly community for that town if you all congregated in the theatre during the course of the week because you would be undisturbed and it would be quiet. and you Unless could all... you like it chaotic. In which case, you're a poltergeist and you can throw a move. <laughs> I know what you'd like to be doing. You'd be Slapping making as much friend. noise that's right and taking a picture of it and seeing all the spirits set free. If you had ambition in life, if you watch X Factor, if you watch The Voice, if you watch any of these shows where they catapult someone from obscurity to number one in the charts, the album charts, the singles charts. If you have ambition in life to become a Hollywood star or an actor, if you didn't fulfill those ideas, when you're dead, wouldn't you be on the stage messing around as a ghost when no one's there? Wouldn't you be playing air guitar on the stage, pretending there's a big audience full of people? I mean, it's a real group of collective hauntings isn't it there's a lot of energy there's a very reverential energy in a theater that you only ever find in a church it's the slow metronomic clicking of the celluloid making its way through the open arc projection it's kids throwing jujus screaming and running around at buster crab and flash gordon and tarzan isn't it it's your great great grandparents kissing on the back row in 1914 there's a real energy isn't there in theaters do you not think i'd hang out there's energy there interesting story if you wish to see the story and the pictures of the ghosts in that particular theater you need to go to our facebook site more questions than answers with adrian lee and if you believe that to be bunk you can write that underneath and see <laughs> for yourself michelle what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings a ghost hunter got the shock of his life when he saw a ghostly apparition of the face of a dead worker while exploring haunted underground tunnels. Anthony Mark, 30, caught the whole exploration on camera as he visited the terrifying Drakelow Tunnels near Kidderminster, Worcestershire. He braved the dark to explore the 3.5 miles of underground bunkers used during World War II and the Cold War. After not spotting any unusual activity, Anthony chose to leave the other members of the Afterlight Paranormal Team and get wandering on his own. You never, ever... First rule of paranormal investigating is never investigate on your own. Right. If you have an accident, if he falls down or disappears down a hole, no one's ever going to find him again, are they? Isn't it always the way that when there's two or three of you, you're always much braver? 
If you're on your own, you're hearing every footstep, every groan, every noise, every pebble ricocheting off the walls of the tunnel as the poltergeist activity circles True. around you like a shark looking for its dinner. You're much more brave, aren't you? You came out with an interesting point the other day about investigating in pairs or in groups of three as well. What, it helps you validate your evidence? Did you hear that? Right. Did you just get touched? Right. right. Is that someone giving me a wet willy? <laughs> Is that someone slapping me alongside the head? <laughs> Whilst taking photographs to see if my spirit has left my body. All these things are true. Did you smell that? Can you smell no, that? Oh, no. Yeah. But it's having an experience with another person. Yes. Validating it. Right. Have you ever had an experience with another person in a tunnel? The night is still young. There's tunnels available, apparently. <laughs> Who says romance is dead? He later reviewed the footage of his journey through the meandering tunnels and saw what he believes is the ghostly face of a worker who died in the tunnels stood directly in front of him. How does he know? He saw it. <laughs> but he had no one with him to say, did you see right. that as well? <laughs> see, that's where he's going wrong. While walking through the tunnels, which have been rumored to be the location for six deaths, Anthony shouts, are you stuck here? in a bid to communicate with any spirits. The face appeared around 11.30 p.m. Shortly after Anthony said something, responded with the words, By you. By you. There. I'd be scared if I heard mm -hmm. that in my ear. Yeah. If I heard the breathy, spectral whispering of that in my ear, I'd be running down those caves like Scooby-Doo. You'd hear, as someone played a xylophone. <laughs> Well, my legs would be a blur as I was running on the Zoinks. spot. <laughs> scope. Anthony from Canuck said, The reason I started doing this is I want to know if when my family pass away, if there is something else for them. Some people think when you die, you die. But things I have seen, like this, make me think there is something more. You can clearly see in the video footage a face manifest out of nothing and look straight at me before fading back out and disappearing out of sight. The detail around the mouth and nose area is something that can't go unnoticed, and you can also make out the eyes and the darkness around them, as well as the hair. It was a minotaur. I bet he's seen a minotaur down there mm -hmm. in the tunnels, Perseus. It looks like his hair is pushed back, and it almost looks like he has horns coming off his head. They are? It is a minotaur. Yeah. It's almost like I'm psychic. The height the ghost box was positioned would have made the ghostly apparition around five foot six. I have studied the footage over and over many times, and I cannot come up with a logical explanation of what this could be. If you think there's a logical explanation to what that could be, you can go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee, and you can see the video footage for yourself. That brings to a conclusion the first round, that is Ghosts and Hauntings. Chris in California has five. I've scored four. Michelle's on two. Heather's on zero. Wendy's on minus two. Martin's on ten. Kevin has scored one more than Heather, and he's on one. Jill is on two. <laughs> Martin in New York is on minus two. We run into the round, that is UFOs and Cryptozoology. It's Green Men. And hairy beasties. About 13 million pages of declassified documents from the US Central Intelligence Agency have been released online. The records include UFO sightings and psychic experiments from the Stargate program, which has long been of interest to conspiracy theorists. Isn't that a movie? 
I think they did make a movie. What, Stargate? Yeah. There is one in there trying to get out. The move came after lengthy efforts from freedom of information advocates and a lawsuit against the CIA. The full archive is made up of almost 800,000 files. They had previously only been accessible at the National Archives in Maryland. The trove includes the papers of Henry Kissinger, who served as Secretary of State under Presidents Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford, as well as several hundred thousand pages of intelligence analysis and science research and development. Among the more unusual records are documents from the Stargate Project, which dealt with psychic powers and extrasensory perception. These include records of testing on celebrity psychic Yuri Geller in 1973. Memos detail how Mr. Geller was able to partly replicate pictures drawn in another room with varying, but sometimes precise, accuracy, leading the researchers to write that he demonstrated his paranormal perceptual ability in a convincing and unambiguous manner. That's the CIA saying right there that they've got proof that psychic abilities are actually real. I mean, take that on board and think about that for a moment. That's the moment where the local government says that if your house is haunted, you have to state that when you're selling the property. Yes. Which then, by default, says that due to government law, ghosts and hauntings actually exist. Yes. This paperwork, these 800,000 files in amongst there, if the CIA is saying that Mr. Geller was able to demonstrate that was working and it was convincing and unambiguous, that then means that extrasensory perception actually exists and psychic powers are actually real. Well, they Mm -hmm. thought that anyway, didn't they? Like the men who stare at goats? Oh, yes. yes. All of your cultural references are films you've watched over the last 20 years, aren't they? That's right. Everything you do is based on the Flintstones. I saw that once. Titanic? (laughs) Yes. I saw that once on the Flintstones. This is where we are. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Researchers in Brazil have warned that some vampire bat populations have started targeting humans. Uh Uh-oh. The infamous flying blood-sucking mammals typically only ever feed on large birds, such as chickens. But now several of the bats living in... Catamambao National <laughs> Park. When have in... large birds been chickens? Yeah. If you say like large birds, I'm going condor, eagle, ostrich. 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 There's Emu. some big old birds out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, big yes there is. Big old birds. You won't find thin and bony on farmersonly.com. Wow. I don't think of chicken. No, I have to say, if I say, if you said to me big birds, chicken's not on my list. Oh, big bird! Oh, Sesame Street! Yeah. Yeah. Another reference back to mm. films and television. It's <laughs> <laughs> a rubber ducky, Brit. Oh no! Uh, well, anyway, this was in northeast Brazil, um, but they have shown worrying signs of expanding their diet to include human blood as hmm. well. The discovery was made by Enrico Bernard and colleagues from the Federal University of. Pernambuco, who analyzed samples of scat, which means poo, to wow. determine what the bats had been eating. Normally, vampire bats are only able to process the fat of bird blood, didn't know that, huh. and will rather starve than attempt to feast on the high-protein blood of mammals. 
The change is a significant concern as vampire bats are responsible for the spread of rabies mm. in the region. And if they start to attack humans, then it could lead to new outbreaks. They are adapting to their environment and exploiting the new resources, said Bernard. Could you get vampire chickens? Is that possible? You have to go into the chicken coop with garlic and a vampire cross. Vampire chicken pox. You never see a chicken's reflection in a mirror. Have you noticed that? Wow. The thing I get from that story yes. is that the main protagonist is called Enrico <laughs> Bernard. Yes. I love the fact that in foreign languages, names sound so much more romantic and better. Yes. That's Eric Bernard. Really? Eric, Eric Bernard. Enrico Bernard. Roberto Di Matteo. Bob Matthews. See where we are. Yes. Any other name would sound so much better, wouldn't it? Yes. I just thought I'd say that. I just find that yes. remarkable. Other languages <laughs> sound so much more romantic. So you didn't find vampire bats intriguing, just <laughs> the name. Yes, just Enrico <laughs> Bernard was what tickled wow. me. Huh. Whatever. I thought I'd share that. If I find a vampire chicken in my house, I'll know where to come. Alien hunters have claimed astronauts on board the International Space Station are deliberately hiding evidence of UFOs. In a video uploaded by UFO expert Secure Team 10 and apparently filmed from the ISS, an astronaut can be seen filming the view from outer space with the Earth lit up in the background. But when mysterious moving and glowing lights appear in the distance, the astronaut puts his hand in front of the camera or pans away to cover up the lights. It's a similar story when an eerie cartwheeling light form is seen zooming across the earth. Once again, a white-suited hand can be seen covering the view of the moving camera. Conspiracy theorists say it is proof that we are not alone in the universe and that the government is lying to its people. And the clips have certainly convinced UFO fans and skeptics alike of the existence of extraterrestrial life, who say the video exposes a government cover-up. One poster said there are some incredible clips. I have never seen any of them. How could anyone possibly debunk these? Astronauts have far better things to do when on a spacewalk than making sure the camera's out of focus, or he puts his hand over the camera. When a strange object goes zooming by, there is so much rubbish, junk, dust, even bits of nuts and bolt and paint flakes flying around up there and debris. I would think the astronaut can't be thinking to himself, oh, there's another UFO whizzing by. Let me just put my hand over the lens while that happens. Seems remarkable to me. I just thought I'd share that with you. I'm going to give myself a nice hefty two <coughs> points. I am now... On six, Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? We found more things on Mars. Oh, Again? No. Yep. You need to write a book solely good on book. things found on Mars. No, Michelle on Mars. Yeah. Michelle on Mars. Michelle's mission to Mars. She's gone to get her shoe back. Yes. Five <laughs> years to go and retrieve her shoe. We do need to perhaps start a Michelle on Mars Facebook site. <laughs> I like it. I like looking forward to seeing what Michelle's found on Mars. There you go. That's my favorite. Every week, what Heather's found in hell. <laughs> I live there. That's <laughs> my home. Of course you do. She's got a two-headed dog that meets you at the front door every time you go around her house. Here, Cerberus. <laughs> I love him. I got you a milk bone. I've got you two milk bones. <laughs> well, you don't want to see one go without, do you? <laughs> 
Conspiracy theorists have claimed to have spotted an alien soldier stalking the Curiosity rover on Mars. Video footage shows the supposed alien wearing a spacesuit and carrying a weapon, with some believing it has been frozen. The creature was spotted by a paranormal crucible who posted the video on YouTube. The video description states, Intriguing object which I spotted while going through the NASA archives. This one definitely looks artificial in nature and, in my opinion, is an ancient statuette. The odd thing about this one is that it does resemble a gray alien or possibly an insect-type species of alien. However, some people who watched it appear not to be convinced and have their own theories about what the object is. Zach Farley commented, I have a crazy idea and maybe, now stay with me on this one, just maybe, it's a rock. I think it <laughs> <Wow>. is. <laughs> Disclosed TV states, the most important question is, is it a statue or was this a person petrified by a gruesome yet powerful weapon? Or oh, it's a rock. Wow. I think a Medusa is loose on Mars. That could happen. Mm -hmm. We could see that. Turn the alien, you to stone. <laughs> the alien amateur hunters say the giant three-fingered hand must <laughs> <laughs> either belong to an alien or a giant humanoid. Or Mickey Mouse. <laughs> we run into the round that is the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too good not to read out but don't fit easily into any other category. I have a story here that's quite disgusting, actually. Excellent. It says a waiter posted this gruesome picture of a rotting human foot, claiming it was being served to customers in their Chinese restaurant. This Ooh. is the waiter. This isn't like a customer. Tofu? The, oh. <laughs> Fillet of... Oh, Michelle's joining in, is she? Well, it took a while, didn't it? Yeah. You decided to join Sorry. in, have you? <laughs> Wow. That was awesome. <laughs> Fillet of soul. <laughs> Got any more? Is that it? Okay, we're done, are we? The revolting image posted on social media appears to show two severed feet in a blue bowl in a kitchen. It is claimed the incident happened at a restaurant in Padua in northern Italy. A Chinese merchant and two friends were reportedly given the human feet when they asked for the Chinese delicacy of bear paws according to the unnamed waiter. A horrified customer reported the incident to authorities after seeing the disturbing picture on social media. Cops and food standards officials checked the restaurant but found no trace of bear meat there. Something is afoot. Even bear paws is a little odd. That's a horrible. Goes into a restaurant and like, I'd like bear paws, please. That is a delicacy to them. Yeah. I'm sorry, we've run out of carrots. Police have consulted a forensic pathologist about the foot picture who said they were definitely not from a bear and appeared to be human and say they're still investigating the images origins the restaurant's legal status and whether it is still operating are unclear if you wish to see the very gruesome feet in a bowl you're welcome to do so if you go to our facebook site more questions than answers with adrian lee heather what have you got for me tonight in the round of the strange and the bizarre well i have mr ross libby yes. <laughs> 24 from texas Oh, say can <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> well, he was arrested on suspicion of possessing an illegal substance K2. 
Care to guess what it is? Pickle juice. He was throwing it around a carriage in Illinois. Nope. An illegal substance. Yep. Well, police stopped his car early in December. When they searched the vehicle, they found half a pound of what they believed to be meth inside an old sock. Inside an old sock. Yep. They thought they had the biggest (laughs) bus. And I thought I had the biggest bust <laughs> in Harris County. I tell you what, the least I can do is for you to get them out and I'll be able to tell you who is actually winning that race. This was the bust of the year for them. This is the first time in the history of more questions and answers that the accent actually matches the geographical location. <laughs> However, it was actually cat litter. Which he kept in the car to prevent the windows from misting up with condensation. Now, I did not know that. We learned something. I did not know that. That's informative. That is informative, and I deserve points, Mr. Lee. You do. You're on one. <laughs> I, I've used cat litter to clear up oil spill on the garage floor for my motorbike. If you spill oil, you can throw everybody, the cat litter Everybody knows that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Everybody knows everybody that. I did not that. know about the window See? situation. Points. I'm going to try it. Bring them. Well, you've not finished your story yet. There's still still opportunity to remove them just for the accent alone. Well, his dad had given it to him and had also given a sock full of cat litter to his sister. Isn't that nice? It came in a pair, you know. It's Christmas. There you go. LeBeau was kept in custody for three days before police realized their mistake. Three days for cat litter? Three days. I would like an apology. You'd like a sum of money is what you want from that. I was wrongly accused, and I'm going to do everything in my power with my family's backing to County Law to clear County my name. County Law. County Law. County Law. Is that the picture, man? County Law. According to the channel, initial tests of the kitty letter indicated it was. Oh, meth. Oh, hey, everyone have hey. a drink. Oh, there's two. That's a double. Quick. <laughs> she can't breathe. Look at the girl. Look, she can't get oxygen. <gasps> However, more extensive testing showed that the result was inaccurate. In a statement, the Harris County Sheriff's Office said. Regarding this incident, well, they related. all indication shows that the deputies followed basic procedures Y'all. and followed established protocol related to this incident. Because of this established procedures in place, and this contraband was submitted to the Institute of Forensic Science, it was determined not to be methamphetamine, (laughs) and charges were dismissed. He sounds edumacated. (laughs) Somewhere there's a cat doing its business in a tray of methamphetamines. (laughs) It's like, oh, jumpy. What's wrong with a cat? We we call him Jitters. (laughs) You see him running around and ripping up the drapes. and. (laughs) It never sleeps. The, The dog's hiding under the sink. That cat never sleeps a wink <laughs> wow <laughs> michelle what have you got for us finally in a oh. round of s and 
An extraordinary photograph has emerged that conspiracy theorists believe shows Elvis Presley is alive and well at aged 82. Fabulous. The images of a bearded man who some say is a dead ringer for the late king of rock and roll show him in the grounds of the singer's Graceland home. But ever since he died, there have been countless theories that he faked his own demise to escape the pressures of fame. The new images have cropped up on Facebook, on their page Evidence Elvis Presley is Alive, and were taken on what would have been the music icon's 82nd birthday. The Elvis dead ringer was seen mingling with fans at Graceland. George Nicopolis, the Memphis doctor known as Dr. Nick, was blamed by millions of fans for Presley's untimely death because he dished out prescription drugs to the star. Copious amounts of barbiturates, the musician legend, had the unwelcome side effect of increasing his already monstrous appetite. Too much cat litter, that's the trouble. <laughs> you start off with a small amount of cat litter, and before yeah, you know, you're spiraling you know out of it, control. You're shooting it. Yeah. What was he famous for liking uh, peanut butter? Fried peanut butter sandwiches. sandwiches. Peanut butter and banana. Oh, yep. He died, didn't he, on the toilet with dead man's grip. Yeah. Is what happened. It is thought that in the days leading up to his death, Elvis was gorging so much, his colon ballooned to the breaking point, leading to heart failure. Really? Yeah. Wow. This is the way. Wow. He ate himself to death? Well, it's not the eating, is it? It's the removal of said eating that caused him issue. Evacuation oh. was the mm -hmm. problem. Too there much, was something lodged, I believe, in there. Too much strain on his heart. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. We enter the final round that we now do after our show has finished in a round called Not For Your Mother, which means you have now found us on our archives. So why don't you sit there and give us a little love heart or a nice review as you sit listening to the merriment. This is the round where your mother needs to be removed from the room if she's easily upset or of a nervous disposition. A statue of a French journalist in a Paris cemetery is slowly eroding. Thanks to a strange ritual which sees women rub his crotch for good luck. Really? That's what you have to do for luck? Anyone here wants some good luck? I'll go to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Why go to Paris when it's on your own doorstep? <laughs> the life-size bronze statue of Victor Noir, who died... Vic, Vic Black. Victor Great. Noir who died in 1870 has attracted thousands of visitors who believe rubbing the crotch will boost their fertility and improve their relationships. Oh, Vicky. During the bizarre ritual, <laughs> women kiss the lips. Rub, oh. Rub, oh, I didn't think you were going <laughs> to say lips. So rub the crotch and place a flower in the hand of the statue to thank the deceased 19th century political journalist for his <laughs> blessing. Wow. You're sexy. <laughs> There's nothing more sexy than political journalism yeah, in the 19th right. century. So. It's not even a poet. Well-endowed memorial was sculptured by French artist Jules Dalou in 1891. <laughs> the toilet? And lies... <laughs> La douche. <laughs> Jules La douche. <laughs> Famous... Post-romanticist <laughs> sculptor from France and lies in the Pierre Lachaise Cemetery, which is the largest graveyard in Paris. Noir was killed by Pierre Bonaparte 
a great nephew of the Emperor Napoleon III in 1870. Italian photographer Andrea Isotti <laughs> visited the cemetery to photograph the peculiar monument. The 48-year-old said, I have never seen anything like this before. <gasps> well, he's Italian, so he's not going to see a big one, is he? <laughs> Controversial. It was bizarre, molto bene, to see people treating the memorial statue in this way because the cemetery is a sacred place of rest. Both women raising the dead. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Both women and men visited the statue. Did they what? both rub it? <laughs> I think, I'm not sure if the men rub it as well. I'll have to look into it. <laughs> While I was there, they rubbed the crotch before placing a flower on the monument. Andrea says, compared to other celebrities in the cemetery, it's surprising that the Victor Noir monument still receives so much attention after all these years. I think a lot of people visit the grave because they're fascinated by this strange ritual. Wow. Hmm. By the way, Oscar Wilde and the French president Felix Foire are also in this cemetery. So this is they have a are, statue? There's no one's rubbing Oscar Wilde's bits and pieces, I might add. It is quite amusing to see people rubbing the statue. I don't think anyone takes themselves too seriously. What if the genie comes out the bottle? In a bid <laughs> to protect the statue, a fence was erected around erected. the monument. <laughs> In 2004, but was removed shortly after, after a large protest. No fence is ever going to get in the way of a penis rubbing. Wow. Michelle, wow. what have you got? Michelle Mabel, these are words that go oui. together well. What have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? A sex-mad tortoise who bonked so much he developed arthritis, has been fitted with wheels to help him get around. Nice. Speedy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. But, so much shenanigans. Yes. So much practice in the physical arts. He's got arthritis. Mm -hmm. He's I, strained himself. He's put his pelvis out. I am not ashamed to say that I've seen America's Funniest Home Videos and seen a little tortoise having... Relations with a sneaker <laughs> with the sneaker oh. and it was hilarious <laughs> the sneaker still right too bright <laughs> oh it was hilarious the he sounds was, they make what was what sound was he making <laughs> i'm nearly there keep going it was a female sneaker there was nothing odd about that sort of yes sexy <laughs> took him hey, two baby. days bounce <laughs> When he says he's nearly there, he's got a week to go. <laughs> I'm nearly there. It'll be a week. Don't stop. Don't touch oh. it. I'll be ready on Thursday. Bert is a 22-year-old African spurred tortoise. Oh, youngin. And he can now scoot about with a pair of heavy-duty wheels strapped to his shell when the condition flares up. I bet that takes a female tortoise by surprise, doesn't it? When he suddenly approaches on wheels. <laughs> Hello, madam. Hello. Ding dong. Can you feel Michelle? Hey. Oh, yes. Wow, you thought about that all week, didn't you? Oh, man. I don't know what story she's reading. Uh -huh. This is spontaneous and it's wit. Oh, boy. 
Keepers first noticed the slow-moving Casanova had severe swelling in his left left hind leg, restricting his movement when he returned from a breeding program in 2011. (laughs) The breeding program? Yeah. We went spring break in Florida. (laughs) During the two-month stay, the prolific breeder, Bert, had his way with five females and several Tennis shoes. No. <laughs> a tennis shoe breeding program. God. Producing dozens of offspring. His keepers at Secret Animal Garden in Norfolk's Dinosaur Adventure Park believe he is the largest tortoise in the world to have been fitted for wheels. The largest tortoise mm-hmm. in the world. They took the drastic move after Amorous Bert's rampant romping took its toll on the 100-kilogram tortoise. Vets discovered that he had developed early-onset arthritis on his return from the breeding program and struggling to get around, especially in the winter, when his legs seize up. He's worn himself out. Oh, poor guy. At 22, that's pretty young for a tortoise, isn't Uh it? It is. They live for at least 150 years if they're well kept. His keepers decided to use the wheels and painkillers to help ease his pain. He's been given a wheelchair and some Advil. Sounds like my night. (laughs) (laughs) As long as it's not wheels and Viagra, we're fine. (laughs) Michelle's going to finish Friday night with some Advil. In a wheelchair. <laughs> <Great>. Yep. <laughs> Martin Hawking, acting manager at the Animal Garden, said, He is a lover, not a fighter, and that is certainly true. I wasn't there for the whole time he was away, but I imagine he was quite interested in the female tortoises. African spurred tortoises are prolific breeders who can produce up to 60 to 70 offspring a year, and he is no exception. Bert's leg flared up when he returned from the breeding program and again at the end of last year. And he has spent the last eight weeks on his wheels. And the park operations manager, Adam Goimer, revealed that the wheels help Bert's mobility and will hopefully help him heal by aiding in circulation. He's got a repetitive strain injury, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. That's what he's mm-hmm. done. Poor little guy. Too much mm-hmm. repetitive straining. The article says that African spurred tortoises... um live up to around 60 years, and uh, they do not hibernate. So, Little bugger. Yeah. Little Bert. Yeah. He should be our mascot. Yeah. Bert with wills, overexerting himself on a tortoise breeding program <laughs> on a spring break to Florida. <laughs> I love it. Makes me wonder what else he's picked up on the way, doesn't it? Miss mm. Morris, what have yes. you got for me in the final story of the evening? In the round of not for your I mother. I promise it's something you've never heard of before. Really? Promise. You promised me. I've never I've heard. never heard of it. I've been to many countries. I've traveled the world. Never heard of it. I'm well read. I lived I in Brooklyn. Well, bizarre footage shows Zendil Andres November passing his footwear to a woman in his congregation at Victorious Faith Ministries. And you'll never guess why. He's passing his footwork. His, his foot, footwear. His footwear mm-hmm. to a woman. She's yes. drinking wine during communion out of his shoe. Oh, it's so much worse. <gasps> oh, God, no. Michelle's gone green already. Faith healers are no oh. strangers to outlandish claims. Healers. But this South African pastor oh, stepped no. things up a notch. 
by purporting to have cured a woman's vaginal warts oh! with a shoe. <laughs> with a shoe. Bloody kitchen. With a shoe. With a, who throws a shoe? How far do you have to push the shoe up? How do you? How do you? How do you? How, what? <laughs> what? What? On your veg? How do you cure? What? I. Vaginal warts with a shoe. A shoe. Told you it was something you didn't hear about. Perhaps he just used the insole. I have no idea. Oh, I was going to say he used a lot of soul. (laughs) I think this is going to get so much worse. (laughs) It's about to be barely scratched the surface, Uh, haven't we? Bizarre footage shows and dealing with Dre's. Footage. (laughs) (laughs) Two footage. Shows Andre Zendel November asking a woman in his congregation about the pimples. How does he know? The victorious faith ministry's pastor, who also claims he can cure AIDS with the power of prayer, then removes his shoe and hands it to the woman who places it between her thighs. I'm sorry. I'm totally thinking of Monty Python right now. (laughs) 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 I'm thinking I couldn't. I don't believe the Victoria's Secrets actually has a congregation. I find that remarkable. (laughs) I go to that church. I'm sure you would. She then dramatically drops to the floor with the churchman's footwear lodged between her legs. Would you want to put that shoe back on, knowing... That it had warts drop off in That's it? That's right. Jeez. <laughs> oh. oh. And what type of footwear? Is it the smell? Is it the odor that does it? It's the that brogues. makes them just Leather brogues. Off? He's got leather brogues on. Oh. I think they're flip-flops. Oh. oh. After a visit to the bathroom, another woman announces that her friend's another con- woman condition has miraculously been cured. To the cheers from the congregation Hurrah! of the church. <laughs> <laughs> Praise Jesus. What about my perianal warts? Will it do those as well? Uh, <laughs> I got a shoe for you. <laughs> if you could place that in my ass, that would be great. <laughs> you have to remove your head first. <laughs> Controversial. The pastor later told South African newspaper The Times, the woman came to me about the pimples on her vagina. This made it impossible for her to sleep with her husband. Because he the, didn't know about it. That's right. Oh. It was it was a bumpy ride. The, because the problem was on her private part, I decided to use a shoe. Yes, as you would. I believe in miracles and God uses anything to heal. He claimed I also cured a lot of people of HIV and AIDS. Immediately after praying for them, I asked them to go to the nearest clinic and get a test. Most of them come back negative, and those that are positive, I encourage them to have faith and continue to pray for them. I specialize in deliverance for those who are demon-possessed, spiritual husbands, and diseases. So go get your shoe on or off. Go and get my shoe off. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores. In last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery, it is a time. Wendy's on minus two and Martin in New York is also on minus two. Chris in California scored five. I scored six. Michelle got four. Heather got three. Kevin scored one more than Heather and scored four. (laughs) Jill is on two, but today's runaway winner 
and the resplendent winner of the $33,000 IR camera is Martin Dust Devils, who got double integers and scored Yay, Martin. Yay, Martin Dust Devils. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee. Or you can join my Twitter account, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. Or if you're listening to this in the archives, why not join us at 8 o'clock Central Time on a Friday night on Dark Matter Digital Network, where we're listened to by 100,000 people in 190 countries. Remember, we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show we call Not For Your Mother. And you can find those in our archives if you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio. Remember to give us a little smiley face or a love heart. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Chaton Drain and Michelle Corey, Nathan Bush and all at the International Paranormal Society Int Paranormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested and interesting.